1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Backers together and loving it. TNCs apply. Is that there are now officially two hotspots, and they are watching the situation very closely. That's just one of a number of things that we want to talk to the CEO of the Sydney Swans, Tom Harley, about, who's always very generous with his time here on SEN. Tom, welcome back.
0: G'day, you know, Jack, how are you going?
1: Hey, excellent. Thanks for being with me. Um, you would be watching the situation pretty closely right now, I'd imagine, not only from uh, your own health and wellbeing perspective and your, your families, but also what footy might look like in the next couple of weeks for you.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt, and I've heard that the back end of Dave's comments just then, and uh spoke to Dave a couple of times today. Um, uh, we're obviously in this together, and we're in this code, and... Uh, uh, clearly, uh, New South Wales has had a, a bit of a spike and a hot spot um, out in south West Sydney the past uh, past couple of days, and uh, you do have to be on alert, and I think the starting position uh, for the code and for, I guess, society more broadly um, is making sure that everyone's doing the right thing and staying as safe and as, as healthy as possible, so that's, that's where we start, and then the implications, I guess, that flow onto the the code and your own individual club you have to be on alert with. But um, we'll be led by the AFL and we'll be led by uh, New South Wales government as to to, uh, to how we play out the the next couple of weeks.
1: You would have no doubt played out all of the scenarios regardless. Is one of those, if, if you do have to get up and go for a period of time, have you begun to plan for that before the developments of today? Oh, not
0: specifically, Jack. I think it's. Um, I think when we started the restart of the competition, everything was on the table. And I mean, if you'd said three weeks ago that uh, there would there'd be a round of footy with no games in Victoria um, and the ten Victorian teams are in New South Wales, Queensland, and WA, you'd, you'd think, gee, that, that that's a bit of a stretch. But that's I guess an example of how flexible we all need to be. So, all through the restart, we've had those sorts of thoughts. How far we've actually progressed planning um uh, specific to hubs is, 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 is not that advanced to be perfectly honest. But um it's a watching brief at the minute and uh you know, as you said last week we'd already played West Coast Eagles and so the likelihood of, of travelling to Perth as an example you would have thought it was slim, but um as we always reiterate to our, our staff and players it's a uh, they just play with what's right in front of you and that uh, that changes day by day at the moment as we've seen over the last week or so.
1: Now, Tom, what's going on at the Swans HQ? Is there a smash mirror somewhere or someone walked under a ladder? The run that your club is having with injuries this year is, is extreme for this early in a season as I've seen.
0: Yeah, it is. It's, it's a, it is a challenge, Jack, and... Um, I think in footy, in, 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 uh, in footy, you always have to look under every rock as to as to the outcomes that you're putting putting on the park and you walk between the lines of uh, excuses and reasons and you need to be really clear about that. And we're not an excuse-making football club. Um, there are some reasons for some of our performance at the moment and, and the injuries is particularly the unpreventable ones. I mean, we had two on the weekend. I um, think Josh Kennedy was having a really strong season. Uh, he he does his medial in a tackle and then yeah. Isaac... Um, hurts his ankle i mean they're, they're unpreventable so you want to make sure you control the preventable ones. and we've had a few of those that we need to make sure we get better at but um yeah we'd like a nice rub of the green uh, especially with players over about 191 centimeters because it does make it quite challenging
1: <laughs> basically that's a the vast majority of your injury list right now so isaac's injury dislocated ankle and a ruptured ligament was surgery realistically the only option for him
0: yeah it was he had that last night and um Uh, For John Longmire's press conference yesterday, I thought he explained it really well. isaacs he's a a tough, tough uh, player, and he doesn't complain. He plays banged up quite often. Um, And so the season was absolutely required. He had had that last night. So he's he's in a boot for a couple of months and and clearly out for the rest of the season. So um, he'll be uh, all eyes towards 2021. And uh, he's an absolute professional. So I've got no doubt he'll do the rehab that's required of him and uh, be ready to go for a. At first pre-season. It's, uh, it's probably not thinking about pre-season, but it'll,
1: it'll come out pretty quickly. Have you got anything from a positive point of view? Have you got someone that's that's going to be back in the next couple of weeks?
0: Yeah, look, we've got, we've got um, we're hopeful Cal Sinclair's not too far away. He'll train with the main group. Um, Sam Reid had a hit out with the reserves on the weekend, um, so he's not too far away, obviously. And Tom McCartan had a concussion, um, and he's back running. So I guess they're sort of all in the mix. I'm not close enough to selection to preempt who's going to come back when. Um, I mean, the positive for us is that, uh, you know, we're turning to kids, and we do think we've got some really exciting young players. We had uh, two debutants on the weekend in Dylan Stevens and mm. Chad Warner. They cooked themselves well, I thought. And uh, we've got another couple from last year's draft that wouldn't be too far away with um, Elijah Taylor and Will Gould as well. So uh, for the Swans fans out there, we'll, we'll be seeing the, the next generation of Bloods um, probably a bit earlier, but but uh, exciting nonetheless.
1: Uh, I guess in some ways, Tom, and obviously the injuries are, are the last thing you, you want, but it does give you the opportunity. It does give Swans fans the opportunity. And, and Swans fans have been texting us here at SEN saying that, this year may be tough, but they can see some mm. real light at the end of the tunnel with some of the players that you've mentioned.
0: Yeah, particularly Jack, when you when you bring players through together as a group, and you look look throughout footy history, the the, the strong teams which sustain success those groups of players coming through together. And we've got that opportunity now. Some of that opportunity's been forced by injury, um, but at the same time, um, we don't just give games away. So, um, so we're excited about that, and and it's to be honest, it's happened over the past couple of years. You know, we've got. Um, players like uh, Ollie Florent or Will Haywood started tr- notching up to sort of the 60 games now. Will, uh, Tom Papley's in the same boat. Um, Tommy McCartan played 31 games before he turned 20. Nick Blakey another one. So we think we've got the genesis of our, uh, our next really strong team. And then we've got some fantastic role models in um, of some of our experienced players. So you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a tricky time at the moment. It's a tricky time for everyone at the moment. Um, but you always have to be glass half full and, and the positive for us is we get a really good look at some of our young kids coming through.
1: Tom Harley, the CEO of the Sydney Swans, joining us tonight on Time On. Uh, the coach was pretty forthright yesterday, wasn't he? Didn't mess around.
0: I thought he, I thought he was brilliant, um, Jack. It was um, uh, Clearly he, he, said, he said what he felt he needed to say. He was absolutely supported by our footy club. And, um, look, I know that there's a, an insatiable media appetite for our game, but it's um, important that... Uh, so John put the facts on the, on the table and um, uh, I thought he was really clear about that. Respectful and, uh, and full of class. So um, I, was, I was really, really happy with the way John responded
1: yesterday. Aside from your game, you, you see the game as, as well as anyone. Uh, is there... How, what are you making of footy in 2020? Is there some substance to some of the conversation about the way the game's played or are you, are you disagreeing with a lot of what you're seeing and, and reading and hearing?
0: Yeah, I'm disagreeing with most. I think, I think again, a bit like we were talking about with injuries, Jack, when you've got reasons and excuses. It's a different sort of season. You know, we've had limited pre-season. We've got shorter games. Shorter games, by definition, means the scores will be less. And I think sometimes just when the scores look like they're less, the immediate assumption is the game must be poor. But, um, look, we have always been really cracking games. There's always been some games that are not so good. Um, And I'm I'm more in the camp of the game, typically finds a way. So, um, look, the the coaches and clubs and players all have a raft of tools at their disposal to attack, defend, uh, play quick, slow things down. And and me personally, I think um, the more, I guess, tools you've got at your disposal to um, play the game at different speeds, tempos, attack, defence, as I say, That's a good thing because it does create a a predictability. So, no, I'm more in in the camp of, uh, look, it's not that
1: bad. We started the show tonight, Tom, by talking about the midweek potential of games on a Monday and, and we're seeing for the next couple of weeks a Tuesday, a Wednesday. We obviously don't know what it looks like in two weeks, let alone six weeks, but could you see a situation where we do have more Monday and possibly even Tuesday, Wednesday games?
0: Yeah, I think so, and it's, I've got no, no facts to support any of this, but just what I'm reading the tea leaves, like a lot of people are, if we're talking about a condensed fixture and um, you know quick turnarounds for games, it makes sense to, uh, to spread them out throughout the week, and um, the games have been rating exceptionally well, which is you know that's a good reflection of the state of the game as well, and obviously the appetite's there, so uh, why not, if the opportunity is to, uh, to showcase the game uh, over more nights a week, Now, whether it's seven nights a week, I'm not sure, but um, five or so, I could see that happening. So uh, um, it's a it's a strange old year and uh, we're all committed to getting through the season. So why not try a few things? And if that's midweek games, I'm all for it.
1: Just lastly, before I let you go, I was thinking about this today. I was talking to a player manager and I asked him about the draft. that they started to talk to youngsters yeah. and try and sign the 18-year-olds and all that sort of stuff? And a lot's up in the air. There's obviously the immediate <laughs> that we need to deal with. But as a club, how do you go about planning for recruiting, drafting, trade period, etc. Have you even got that far yet?
0: You used to, Jack. And, and I mean, Gilliam McLaughlin was on a record earlier in the year saying the draft will go ahead. So, again, play with what's in front of you and uh, talking to Kinnear Beats now, um, this manager the other day, that, uh, I guess, looking at historical vision, um, any vision available, there's games going ahead in WANSA, so you can keep tabs on on this year's talent. Um, you know there's a, there is a collegiate um, approach to, uh, to I guess access to vision mm. so um, look there's, there's always plenty to do and then I mean there's a huge uncertainty clearly with the list sizes and the salary caps and all of those sorts of things but um, I think you do need to just play as I said, you said it a couple of times just play with what's right in front of you at this point in time and um, what we know right now is we currently have lifts sort of up to 46 and the salary cap is what it is and there's a draft at the end of the year and there's vision of draft, potential draftees and and state league comps. So uh, just get on and be diligent with that. And and if things change, which they probably inevitably will, um, you adapt as you go.
1: It's been a very busy day for you, Tom. Thanks for taking a few minutes to have a chat. We really appreciate it as always. No problem. Want to witness the world's biggest football game?